SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Blake Griffin, he had a monster game one. Harris is actually pretty darn good. They got a halfway decent bench. Shaman hit two big threes when the Bucks were trying to make a little bit of a run. They do have a pension for just getting big shots out of these secondary players. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate on this beautiful Wednesday, June 9th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-T-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here on an Opposite Picks Wednesday. Well, typical L.A. Clippers. MVP goes off. 76ers get one. Tampa Bay gets four. Bad beat of all bad beats in baseball. Uh, Mr. Vegas owns women's tennis. The joke is on you. This joke is Aaron Rodgers. Every rose has its thorn. And uh, well, 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 what do you have to say for yourself now, stanky fans? Uh, The future is coming in college football. How about that? We get to all those stories, push your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Wednesday, June 9th. What's up, LLs, loyal listeners? How are you? This uh, hump day, as they say, a Wednesday. Hopefully your day is off to a rip-roaring start. I uh, got a lot of action, as we always do this time of the year. As we always say, we got NBA last night. We got NHL last night. We have uh, baseball craziness with the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> How bad are the Pittsburgh Pirates? You got an MVP vote out there, and you got uh, some tennis stuff, believe it or not. And you have another stanky cheating. What else is new? Uh, using an illegal substance with the stanky boy. Uh, you talk about just a story that never ends. This just could be a story from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, here in 2021. So <clears throat> a lot to get to over the next two hours. Again, plus your phone calls, uh, 844-843-6879. Our uh, three-team, uh, or excuse me, three teams into our six-team parlay, cha-ching, cha-ching, and we got our opposite picks coming up in hour number two as well. Late comebacks last night. If you went to bed around 10, 10.30, like, uh, you know, maybe a lot of people do on the East Coast, you didn't stay up and watch two comebacks, um, and, and both were uh, pretty darn impressive. One, uh, we'll start the NBA, Denver Nuggets, or excuse me, the Utah Jazz rally uh, from double digits down at the half, and they beat the L.A. Clippers 112-109. Wow, despite no Mike Conley. Game ends up as a push if you got in later in the day. You know, it opened up as Utah as a four-point favorite. 
They announced Mike Conley was going to be out with his hamstring injury. He isn't playing. And uh, that line dropped to three. And lo and behold, they end up uh, winning at 112 to 109. Game goes under. Cha-ching, cha-ching, our best bet with uh, our uh, podcast crew. And uh, you get a push out of the Utah Jazz as well. But typical L.A. Clippers, just typical. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't know how these NBA head coaches look themselves in a the mirror. I really don't. I, I just, you know, they all think they're the greatest thing in the world. But, boy, there's not one of them that can coach their way out of a paper bag. It is just remarkable what happened in that game. First off, just getting underway as we welcome in our full audience on this uh, Wednesday morning. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, as we always do, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. So Clippers blow a 12-point halftime lead, right? Uh, Utah, you know, stretched the lead out, had a, at least a, a nine-point lead at one point. It's down to three. Utah misses a shot. Clippers with the basketball. About 15, 18 seconds left. They have a timeout. Do they call the timeout? Does, uh, you know, uh, Clipper management say, hey, let's get together and let's design a play? I mean, we have one of the best players in the NBA in Kawhi Leonard. We have supposedly one of the best players in the NBA in Paul George. We have a timeout. Do we call a timeout? No. Okay. All right. All right. Well, you know, why would we call a timeout? Fine. You guys can handle it on your own. So we're going to get it to one of those two guys, clearly, because those are the two best guys on the court for the LA Clippers anyway, right? It's got to go to George. It's got to go to Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you know, season's, uh, you know, game number one on the line here. No. Does Kawhi Leonard take a shot? No. Is he the leading scorer on a team? Yes. Paul George take a shot? Uh, no. Is the second leading scorer on the team Paul George? Yes. Albeit four for 17. God, he stinks. He just stinks. No, they don't design a play for Kawhi Leonard. They don't design a play for Paul George. They design a play for Marcus Morris Sr. Guy who's averaging 13 lousy, stinking points a game. Not Kawhi Leonard. You know, not, not the guy who's averaging 25 points a game. Don't, don't, don't design a play for him. Not Paul George. You know, not the guy that's averaging 23 points a game. Don't design a play for him. Let's get the ball to Marcus Morris, who's standing in the corner. He can't even get a shot off, or if he does, you know, that they basically piss away 20 seconds, takes a shot with about a second and a half left. It's blocked in his face, and there you go. Clippers lose 112-109. And they walk away with a timeout in their back pocket, and knowing that they had one possession, we didn't design a play, and we didn't get the ball to our best player. We got it to our third or fourth best player. That's the NBA. That's Ty Lu for you. That's the guy that somehow or another won a, a championship with LeBron James. Atrocious. I'm telling you, my 12-year-old daughter could coach an NBA game better than these bozos. Can. Remarkable. Just getting underway, hour number one, opposite pick sports video. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Tries to take the baseline. Leonard cuts him off. Ball movement on the swing, swing. Mitchell rims in for three. 
terrific defense by Gobert. Anytime you can force a contested mid-range. Look out! Mitchell lays it in! Mitchell is 4 of 4 in the quarter. It's been all Spider Mitchell. Favors. O'Neal swinging around. Oh, that's a deep one. Mitchell. 69-64. Leonard with 14. Spin. Mitchell hangs. Yes. 12 to shoot. Switch. Now he's got Kennard. Mitchell. The drive. The blowby for Donovan Mitchell. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Uh, ESPN, I do believe, with the call as uh, the Jazz go on to win 112-109 as uh, the Clips uh, miss a shot with three points. If you want to, well, I mean, it was a shot, but, it, you know, he got like three feet out of the hand. TNT, uh, I'm bad. Uh, with the call there uh, as uh, the last second, the desperation shot by the Clippers, not Paul George, not Kawhi Leonard. Marcus Morris, who got a block back in his face, and there you go. I, I, I don't understand why these teams – I mean, I get it, but I don't. You know, I, I, I would not wait to the final seconds. You know, they have 20 seconds, basically, to run a play to the Clippers. Scott Wetzel sitting and just getting underway. And they dribble the ball down to literally less than five seconds left before they finally design a play. Really, I, I, I don't get it. And then by the time they have to you know, get a shot off, they're rushing, and it's one block and a ball game over but I just don't understand, you know, if you're Ty Lue, you've been coaching in the NBA for a little while now. You won a championship, you know, albeit on LeBron's shoulders, but you won a championship as a head coach. You've been in the NBA. You've played in NBA finals, for goodness sakes, with, with the Lakers. So you've been around the game for, I, I don't know, you're, you're 45, 50 years old. You know what, you, your whole life? And how many coaching clinics did you go to? How many plays did you run on the court? How many plays in your backyard did you say, all right, here we go. We're down one possession, final possession. Every kid in America and Canada and Mexico, for that matter, has lived that dream out in their backyard, right? So I I don't understand when you have that opportunity in an NBA playoff game, no less, that you don't have one play designed that creates a shot for your best player. I, I just don't understand that. I, I don't know how a guy can be a head coach and we have the game on the line and we don't have, you know, I said the same thing about two-point conversions late in the game of the NFL. It's the same philosophy. I don't understand how you don't have at least one. Right? I mean, you know, how many days off do you have? How many you know months off do you have in the offseason? How many coaching clinics have you gone? You're not designing a couple of plays where I don't care what the opposition does to your best player. You know you can get your best player the shot. Whether he makes it or misses it, you know, that's fate. But I'm going to live or die with Kawhi Leonard. I'm going to live or die with Paul George. I'm not going to live or die with Marcus Morris, for goodness sakes. And then, you know, if you're not going to call a timeout, I understand the philosophy. You know what, Utah to set up its defense, you know, blah, 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 blah. You get it on the run. All right, but you know what? If you're going to live that way, then you got to get the shot off. Then, then then you have to get the right ball, the ball to the right guy. You, you can't, you know, it's, it's like golf. You can't play slow and bad. You can play slow and good. You can play good or bad and fast. 
but you can't play, you know, slow and bad. Well, same thing here. You know, you don't necessarily have to call a timeout, but then you got to get your guy the basketball. Or if you do call a timeout, you can design a play, I suppose, for your third best guy to get the basketball, if that's really what you want to do. But if you do that, then you're an idiot. But to not call a timeout and not have one of your two best players take the last shot, I just, like I said, if you're Ty Lue and you're the head coach of the Clippers, I said the same thing about Doc Rivers the other day after game one. I mean, how long has he been in the NBA? You know, forever. And you have the supposed defensive player of the year, yet you don't have him guarding the opposition's best player. I mean, I don't know. I mean, does this stuff have to be so complicated? Two guys playing the same position, guard, Ben Simmons, Trey Young, and yet you don't have your best defender guarding the opposition's best player. I mean, why, why do they make this stuff harder than it has to be? I, I, I don't understand that. Hey, Ty Lue, last night, you ever hear of a pick and roll? You ever hear a screen? Uh, you know, you ever hear getting your guy free as he comes off the couple of picks there? I mean, my goodness, you've had 40 years to design a play. Is that not long enough? Marcus Morris Sr. You got If you're a Clipper fan, all three of you out there, you got to be just disgusted. I mean, you had a double-digit lead, and the Jazz are playing without one of their best players in Mike Conley. And you still can't win. Still can't win. I tell you, Paul George stinks. He is so freaking overrated. He will never, ever, ever win as one of the main two guys. He might be able to win as a third or a fourth option. There's a reason why the Pacers hadn't won when he was on or didn't win when he was on the team. There's a reason why this Clipper team, you know, choked away a 3-1 series lead last year against Denver. There's a reason why the Clippers, you know, uh, dropped the first two games of their playoff series against Dallas. And there's a reason why they lost last night. And the reason is Paul George. It's as simple as that. You know, you got 23 out of Kawhi. Uh, not a great, great night, but 9 of 19 shooting. You know, halfway decent. Paul George, 4 of 17 for 20 points. That's why he was our best prop play. I'm going to play under Paul George every single prop. 23 and a half, 24 and a half, 25 and a half. I, you know, as long as it's over 20 and a half. This guy stinks in the postseason. It is just amazing. Just, just, you know, he's not exactly great in the regular season either. But big-time games, regular season or postseason games, he just doesn't show up. It's as simple as that. They're not winning. They're not beating the Jack. I told you, you know, before the series began, I love Utah in this series. Uh, you know, again, they win without their arguably second-best player, maybe third-best if you want to put Gobert in front of them. Um, you know, or the combination of Gobert and Bogdanovich in front of them, okay, but their second, third best player, guy in the backcourt, and, you know, they still find a way to win. As I tell my kids, winners win, doers do, losers lose, excuse makers make excuses. It's as simple as that. And Paul George can come up with every excuse in the world, and they're going to rebound, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. Listen, the Utah Jazz aren't the Dallas Mavericks, all right? You're not going to, you dropped the first two games of this series, albeit on the road, unlike the Dallas series where you lost at home. You're not rallying. Jazz aren't going to win four out of the next uh, uh, six games. Not happening. So they have to win game two or else. And to me, I think it'll be or else. I I really, I just, uh, between the bad coaching and the bad shooting and just the bad everything, boy, 112, 109. Yeah, it's horrible. Game sneaks under. But you had to sweat it out because they combined for 63 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, this was a clear underplay all the way. You know why? 
because the Jazz hadn't played in six days. Love, 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 love playing unders when teams have that much time off. And I know they're practicing, and I know they're shooting, and all that other mumbo-jumbo stuff, but I don't know what it is, but I bet if you went back and looked up postseason history and got the teams that had at least, I would say, four or five days off in between games because they clinch and the opposing team doesn't, those te- those games go under. Those teams struggle. They, they do. And despite that, oh, by the way, the Jazz still won. So all the obstacles that Utah had to face, and they still were able to win the game. And the game did sneak under. Barely, like I said, um, you know, you were looking at either Utah covering or but the game going over or you're getting a push. Because had the Clippers, you know, done the right thing and taken a shot with five seconds left, missed, and then had to foul, you would have gotten two more points, but then the Jazz would have covered the spread. So the game went under by a half, maybe one, depending on uh, when you did your shopping. Uh, but you got the push out of it and the under. So, yeah, very, very frustrating. And I was rooting for the Jazz, and I, I, I get upset about this stuff. I really do. If I can coach better than you, you're in trouble in the NBA. All right, hour number one, underway. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Talk Network. Not only do we have a roster of world-class experts, but they tell you gaming strategies to help you win. Any simpler, and we'd have to hold your hand. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Machuski. Out to the right point. Shot by Graves. Block. Graves with it again. Pacioretty comes away with the puck. Ahead for Stone. Mark Stone moving it on Grubauer. He shoots. He scores! The Golden Knights win game five. Sports there with the call. Kenny Albert as uh, Las Vegas does rally from 2-0 down and they beat Colorado. Wow. You know, I went to bed last night. Had to get a few hours sleep. Colorado just scored. I watched the second period. They're up 2-0. You know, and I said, all right, I, I know I'm going to go to bed and they're going to lose. But I, I just, you know, I had to get some sleep. I just did. And lo and behold, first four minutes of the third period, Vegas scores not once but twice to tie the game at two. They go to overtime, and as you heard Kenny there say, 50 seconds into overtime, Vegas wins 3-2. Wow. You know, I knew that line had sucker written all over it. It, it did. You know, that line dropped. And I told you yesterday, uh, Colorado had no business being a 2-1 to favorite in games 1-2. and two, which They did win, but still, though, those lines were out of whack. And I didn't think they had any business, you know, being only a 150 or so favorite last night. And lo and behold, they lose. They had won 13 straight home games. 
20 of their last 21 home games they had won, with the one loss coming in uh, either po- uh, in uh, overtime or in a shootout. 20-0-1. So dopey how the NHL has their records. That's what that means, by the way. Whenever you see that three for the novices, you know, 20-0-1, that means they lost that game in either a shootout or uh, an overtime session. So really it's 20-1, and one, but it's, it's dopey. Anyway, 13 straight home wins, 20-0-1. And they're only a 150 favorite after being now they, they probably should have been a 150 favorite, but they shouldn't have been a two to one favorite in games one and two. So if I go off what happened in games one and two, I don't understand why they were just a 150 favorite last night. And uh, after two periods look good, you know, great analysis by Barry Melrose again on the four letter network. God, does he say just nothing, just absolutely nothing. Uh, just, hey, hey, Barry, what do you think of that game? Oh, good game. Oh, great. What do you think of that goal? Oh, yeah, good goal. Hey, what do you think of uh, Colorado? Yeah, they're in trouble. Hey, thanks, Barry. Here's your million dollars. <laughs> he just said he is offers nothing. Uh, anyway, I digress. So Vegas wins 3-2 in overtime. They take a 3-2 series lead. Wow. I, you know, I know Vegas is a halfway decent story, but I, I said this yesterday, either here or on the podcast. The NHL, I tell you what. You're looking at the New York Islanders versus Tampa Bay. Ugh, who cares? I know Tampa Bay is good. I know the defending champs, but it's still Tampa Bay hockey. It, it just, uh, I'm sorry that doesn't resonate around the country. It just doesn't. And up in Canada as well. Canada, people in Canada must be flipping their bird with this. So you're looking at that series. As Tampa Bay does beat Carolina last night 2 nothing, so they win the series in five. Islanders up 3-2. Uh, they play game six later on tonight. And then you're looking at Vegas and Montreal, which on the surface, perhaps anyway with Vegas, obviously it's not over uh, as they take a 3-2 series lead. But still, you know, while Canada may be happy with Montreal here in the United States, uh, frankly, nobody cares. And Las Vegas, they had that Cinderella run two years ago. Great, great story. You know, expansion team going to the cup finals. But I think they would have been better off with Colorado. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, like I said, no Vetchkin, no Crosby, no any of the young guns, McDavid, Austin Matthews, none of those guys. I guess you could sell Carey Price, but defense doesn't sell. I don't care if it's hockey or the uh, or the NFL. Defense doesn't get ratings. It just doesn't. So, boy, the, uh, the ratings for NHL playoffs, if it is, in fact, the Islanders versus Tampa Bay and Las Vegas versus Montreal, oof, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And I'm sure the players aren't rooting for a Las Vegas and New York Islanders final. Uh, well, listen, even Tampa Bay or Boston, for that matter, the travel between those two cities back and forth, holy fudge. So Vegas does win. Kudos to them. Golden Knights down two zip. You could have got a hefty price on them. You know, I like playing those teams that are down two zip that have lost the first two games on the road. I do. Now, I say that. You know, and it's really easy to do hindsight being 2020, but Vegas was a live dog. The Milwaukee Bucks are in a similar spot, and I, I can't pull the trigger on that. But they are in one of those classic spots where you lose the first two on the road. Yeah, you know, series isn't over until the home team loses, right? You know, dopey little saying. The home team could win every single game, and then that team loses four games to three. You'd be sitting there saying, yeah, the series is over, whether you want to believe it or so or not. So, but the Bucks are in a classic spot in that position, but I, I don't, you know, you know how I feel about them. Um, but Vegas, down to zip, they were basically a minus 175 or so dog 
I bet, you know, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't look, but I bet you could have gotten at least three, three to four to one on them to come back and win the series. So if you're holding on to one of those tickets, it's not a bad little, like I said, play all these teams that dropped the first two games. A little, a little, a little play. No, nothing crazy. And you're going to get halfway decent money on that stuff. And, and you'd be surprised how many times those teams do rally. They win the next two at home, and they have all the momentum in the world. And that's why that line dropped from games one and two to, to minus 150 last night, uh, because uh, they knew. Vegas had all the momentum winning the last two games. It's all about the uh, mojo. So, And then you got one game tonight. Our beloved uh, Boston Bruins, we're going to have to put the Wetzel Black Cloud in effect. Uh, I can't have the Islanders winning. I just, I'm sorry, I just can't. Uh, so we're going to have to take some of our winnings, and uh, it, it's going to hurt because we won again last night with our six-club parlay. Yeah, on both of them. Uh, cha-ching, cha-ching, here's truly very smart. We played the uh, Dallas, uh, or the, um, the Utah Jazz on the money line. Remember I told you yesterday, let's not lay the four because our dopey luck, this team will win by one, two, or three. I said, you know, six club parlay, you, you, you're going to get monster odds, whether it's a pick them or minus the one ten or a minus one seventy eight. So we took Utah in our number thirty seven. That's a winner. So we're three and zero on that one. And then we had the A's last night. They beat Arizona. Diamondbacks have now lost eighteen straight road games. Eighteen. That is just amazing. How a team can be that bad? Wow. Um, so that one, so we're three and zero on that um, uh, six club parlay. Now, you dopey Islander fans, all three of you, I could really put the black cloud on you. I could, I mean, I could really, really, really put the black cloud on you by not only making you the play of the day, which is a great honor, not only putting you in opposite picks which is a tremendous honor. I could put you in not only one of our two six-team parlays, which are now again 3-0, halfway home. I could put you in both. That's, you know, that is a thunderstorm, Wetzel, Black Cloud. Are we going to go 4-0? The only thing that could have been better is if we were 5-0 already. And this would have been the clincher. Then you wouldn't. There's no way in the world we would have clinched two six club parley. No way. So, what are we gonna do? Well, we'll put you in in one. Which one? Doesn't matter really. We have. Uh, you're getting. How about that? The Islanders are actually getting odds at home. Boy, you talk about a line being out of whack. Boston really has no business. That's just the basis of the Bruins were favored at the beginning. So right now on FanDuel, um, they're a plus 110 or so dog. Let me see. Uh, let me pop on the FanDuel here. I normally have this open, but I don't today for some reason or another. Yeah, we put them in both. It's amazing what you have to do as a fan, you know. Stupid Bruins can't win. I shouldn't say stupid. The stinking Bruins can't win on their own. They, they, they need me to help them out. Eh, pathetic. It really is. Islanders are plus 120, in fact. Wow, the Bruins are up to minus 142. All right, we're going to put um, we're gonna put the Islanders in the first one. Since they're getting odds, that'll compensate for the Jazz lane, a buck 78 uh, last night. So 
Let's go, although we laid odds with Oakland as well, it doesn't matter. So let's go with the Islanders plus 120 tonight in parlay number 37. Parlay number 38, uh, let's see how the morning goes. Let's see how optimistic, and we'll figure that out hour number two. We're going to put the double black cloud on them. Our six, our, uh, our pyramid winners yesterday. Um, little bit of a struggle. I'm going to be honest because, listen, we're good enough. I don't have to fudge the numbers. Uh, you know, other people would fudge these things, but I'll be fair. I, you know, you know me. I, I, don't, I don't live or die in one win. We'll take Utah minus the four. That was the line yesterday morning. Chances are that if you played Utah, you got the push because they announced early in the afternoon that, the, he, that Conley wasn't playing and the line dropped to three. But you know what? Uh, that's okay. It was four when we did it, so we'll, we'll keep it at four. We'll take that as a loss, even though it should have been a push. Uh, under 24.5 points, Paul George, that was the winner. We did lose with Colorado, the Avs, uh, our NHL play of the day. Can't believe it. But we did hit with our uh, prop play, as we always do, over 3.5, Dougie Hamilton. By the way, our NHL props, shots on goal, 6-1-1 one, one last night. Wow. Now, I got one of the guys on the YouTube channel saying that Michigan – has taken down their props because we're kicking ass too well. And they don't offer shot on goal props anymore in Michigan on FanDuel. That, that's got to be a one-day blip. But uh, you think our show doesn't resonate around the country? How about that? I'll take credit for that. That I will do, <laughs> even though it's obviously not me. 36 past the hour. We'll finish up our pyramid plays next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Network. That has been the group. Scott Foster will put it in the air. Tony Brothers, Ken Maurer, very experienced. Bruin right out of the gates. Danny Green with a jam off the tip. He's got eight points, three rebounds in five minutes. And he's going for another three. And he's got another three. Jake Milton. Oh, why not? Hawks only shooting 33% from three-point range. Gallinari gets in beat duty right now. He got it. And you know they'll be rocking at State Farm Arena in downtown Atlanta. That's a final 118-102. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That's TNT there with the call. Philadelphia does beat Atlanta 118-102 to even their best-of-seven series at a game apiece. Uh, really a, a blowout from start to finish. This, this really was the classic zigzag, which is why I flipped over. I know in my opposite picks there and everything, we talked about Atlanta maybe winning because of a little magic stuff going on with the uh, Hawks. And I still think they have a pretty good chance of winning the series. But we did flip just because that zigzag theory, this is what the zigzag theory is all about. Uh, if you're not familiar, you know, little gambling system that people have used over the years 
<clears throat> basically you just go opposite of what happened the game before. That's all. It's not anything strategic or crazy or innovative. Or if a team lost the game before, you play on them the, the day after. If the team wins, then you go against them. It's it's you know that kind of thing. But the premise really, like there are certain levels of that that really excel. Um, and the main level of that is when the better team loses the game before. <clears throat> especially if it's game one at home of a series. I, I tell you, I don't have the records, and, and I'm sure uh, maybe Mark Lawrence's computer could probably spit it out, but I would be curious to know, our good buddy, <clears throat> excuse me, what are the records of teams that are the highest seed, as Philadelphia was, or the higher seed of the two teams, as Philadelphia you know, was and is over the Atlanta Hawks, that lose game one? Uh, I, I bet you without a shadow of a doubt, that team wins and covers game two 75% of the time. Now, Dallas did beat the, the Clippers back-to-back game in game one, but that's a 4-5 matchup. That's pretty even, although I did not think that was going to happen. But in this case, you know, you're talking about a 1-4 you know, matchup, or actually a 1-5 matchup, you know, when, when it's separated by a couple of, of slots. Um, that was just a classic one. And it played out as uh, as it should have, I suppose. Philadelphia, start to finish, they're up 13. They're up as many as 18 in the first quarter. I mean, the Hawks just didn't come to play. This, you know, if you're a Knicks fan, <clears throat> you're saying to yourself, this is the Atlanta Hawks team we, we thought you know we were getting. Unfortunately, they didn't. Uh, but Atlanta, you know, although Atlanta did lose the Knicks in game two, they were leading in game two. You know, it's not, except for a late uh, Nick rally, in between the third and fourth quarters, you know the Hawks had a chance to win that game. So, which is why I originally thought that uh, Atlanta would win last night, but then I flipped and said, "Nah, you, you can't overcome that this exact theory in this spot. You just it, the odds are just too too strong." And I tell you, the biggest bucket they were down 18, they cut it to 13. Um, they were still down uh, double digits at the half, 18 points at the half. It was a blowout, but they made a little run there in the fourth uh, third quarter. They cut it to four. After a bucket with like two and a half seconds left, they got all the momentum in the world, do uh, the Atlanta Hawks, despite being down four. And Shake Milton throws up a Hail Mary three. <clears throat> They're able to inbound the basketball, get it into the front court, throws up a 30-foot three, nothing but net. They go into the fourth quarter through the 76ers, up seven. That was your – and they opened up the fourth quarter on an 11-0 run, ball game over. That three-point shot to close out the third quarter, that's your ball game right there. You know, you wouldn't think one bucket would uh, determine the outcome of a 12-minute fourth quarter, but, oh, yeah. yeah you, when you talk about momentum with fans in the stands and everything, that place went nuts – it gave Philadelphia all the mojo back. Atlanta goes into the uh, you know the sidelines there instead of being all rejuvenated and all excited, being down only four. They're you know even though it's only a seven point game, obviously we've seen plenty of teams rally from seven down, but that was huge. That that emotional swing that was your ball game. That was it, and uh, it's not coincidental in my eyes that they opened up the fourth quarter on eleven up and run, and uh, back up to eighteen and went, and and that was that. So. Not a good game for uh, Trey Young. Good game for uh, Joel Embiid. He finishes with 40 points. Did get a technical. He's got to be wiser than that. You know, he's, he's got to get himself kicked out of a game, and they're going to wonder what the fudge happened, right? But he ends up with 40 points, uh, 13 of 25, 12 of 16 for the charity stripe, which is pretty good. 
Uh, you know, you got out of Ben Simmons. God, he stinks. Oh, he is awful. You got four lousy points out of Ben Simmons. How do you play in an NBA game 35 minutes and get four points? I bet that's almost like impossible in today's NBA. Uh, two of three shots. Well, what's even even more impossible is two of three. Think about that for a second. He took three shots. A starting guard playing 35 minutes of an NBA game in 2021 where your team scores 118 points and he takes three shots. What is he doing out there on the offensive end of the court? <clears throat> well, he got, uh, you know, what, 15 assists, Scott? No, seven. Not bad, but... And that you're going to max the guy out. Wow. They don't win. It's because of uh, Ben Simmons. It really is. And oh, by the way, another 0 for 2 in a charity stripe. God, he just stinks. You give me a 5th, 6th grade girls basketball player from Topeka High <clears throat> at the charity stripe over Ben Simmons any day of the week. Any day of the week. Now, he did play some defense last night. Oh, how about that, Doc? <clears throat> how about that? You put your best defensive player on the opposing team's best offensive player. Boy, what innovative thinking. Oh, you're such a genius, Doc Rivers. Who would have thought that? Wow. How, you know, how long did you have to come up with that defensive strategy? Boy, oh, boy, you are a genius. He did hold Trey Young to 6 of 16 shooting, 1 of 7 from three-point land, only 21 points. So, uh, mere mortal numbers from Trey Young, who's been on fire. Uh, Hawks lose uh, 118 to 102. Yeah, how about that? How about sticking your best defensive player with the opposing team's best offensive player? Boy, who would have thunk that, huh? Boy, what genius stuff. These coaches are unbelievable. All right, so back to our pyramid plays. So, yesterday, we, we lost with the Clips at four. We'll, we'll take the, the loss there. We hit with Paul George under. Lost with Colorado, hit with the over props, Dougie Hamilton, who ended up with seven shots on goal uh, last night, or five, rather, five. Uh, one with the A's, minus uh, the 210 versus Arizona. If you laid the uh, the, the runs, one and a half, you won. They won five to two. Uh, over Dallas-Phoenix, you know, I've not looked uh, at our WNBA scores, or at least not the second game. First game, uh, Washington did beat Minnesota, but our play was over second game. Let's see, did we hit it? Um... 85-81, that is 166. What was it? 167. Ugh, 167 and a half. Fudge. We missed out by a point and a half. Once, uh, 85-81. I always do this. I always got to kind of like count it twice. You sure? How about that? What are, what are the odds? Two WNBA games last night, and they both finished 85-81. Not, uh, you know, a little quirky. No big deal. But, yeah, 85-81, 166. Mystics beat the Lynx 85-81. So we missed our WNBA play by a point and a stinking half. Even if you bought the hook, you didn't uh, get it. All right, so that's a loser. Uh, Our pyramid plays for uh, today. Eh, Let me simmer on these. I mean, we'll do these in hour number two like we normally do. Uh, but we got some winners for you, for sure. For sure. Our shots on goal, oh, we just continue to just kill it, shots on goal. Uh, you, you know, you, you can't beat Mr. Vegas. Yours truly, shots on goal, because we've now outwised FanDuel. Oh, yeah. Remember I told you we were going to flip. Instead of betting all overs, they adjusted the lines 
You know, you got to lay like minus 150, 160, 180 on some of these things. They said, no, 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 no. We, we don't lay 180 on any prop. doesn't happen. So we played over in the Carolina game, under in the Vegas-Colorado game. Why? Because Colorado gives up the fewest shots on goal. Vegas gives up like the fourth uh, fewest shots on goal. So it's, it's tough. And the numbers aren't based on that. The numbers are just based on what these guys average and what they've done in the first round, which was a ton of shots on goal. So that's why you got you to stay one, head, one step ahead of the posse here, right? So in Carolina, we, we hit with Dougie Hamilton. He had five. We, uh, oh, I put down a winner. We lost with Sebastian Ajo. All right, we got to adjust that one. That's a loss. He only had two. He had three. And then we got a push out of uh, Sveshnikov. So we went 1-1-1 one, one, and one with Carolina. We don't play anybody with Tampa Bay. Vegas marches all under three, which is tough. Um, you know, they, they lower that line. And he ended up with two, winner, cha-ching. Shea Theodore, they lowered the line from three to two and a half. Tough to play under with him because he's had a ton of shots on goal. He had two last night, winner. Uh, Petrangelo was two and a half. He had seven. He had a monster game, so that was a loser. So we went two and one with the Vegas plays. Colorado, uh, we went under Nathan McKinnon, who's been a shot machine, six, four, eight, four. Uh, his number was four. He had two last night, winner. And then we went under uh, Miko Rantanen, whose number was three. And uh, he only had one, so that was the winner. So 2-0 and in Colorado, 2-1 and on Vegas, that's 4-1. and And then 1-1-1 one, one and one on Colorado, so that's 5-2-1. and one. So I, I marked out one correction. Let me just check Ajo. I'm, I'm pretty sure he only had two. Um, so not, not too bad, though. 5-2-1. and one. Cha-ching, cha-ching. We will take that every single night of the week. Uh, let us go Ajo. Ajo, Ajo, Ajo. Uh, yeah, yeah, he only had two. Fudge. All right, so we did lose that one. That wasn't a winner. Still, five, two, and one. We are now for the season playoffs. 73 up, 45 down with 10 pushes. 28 games over 500 with our shots on goal. Oh, I love those things. <laughs> I just, I don't know why, but... Well, I do know why, because we're having a lot of success with them. That's, that's why. It's pretty easy why. So now we have one game later tonight. Islanders and Bruins. Where are we going to go? You know, let's uh, let's just go with house money. Let's not screw around. You got to play over on these Boston guys, right? They're down 3-2, life on the line. Uh, there's just, uh, I tell you, I, I would double the bet on these things. Uh, because there's no way in the world. I'm not going to play any Islanders. Uh, we had played Bolivier, uh, Bovillier rather, uh, a couple of times, but no, nah, he's still back a little bit in this uh, Boston series. So we're going to stay off the Islanders. Let's just take the automatic wins. And Pasternak at three and a half, Bergeron at three. Got to play those two. There is no way that line. Life on now. The only thing that would they would kill us is if they jumped out to like a three nothing lead. But otherwise, if it's a one, even a two goal game, that Pasternak, Bergeron, Marshawn line, they're gonna play the whole freaking game. 
there's no way those guys don't get four shots on goal. They had five apiece last game. They've had four shots on goal, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times combined. Oh, I love those plays. Those elimination games for that, love both of those overs. Double your play. Opposite picks goes out hour number one next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out hour number one. Got a couple of things here. Uh, Pasternak, by the way, is four on FanDuel. Bergeron is three. You know, I prefer, obviously, three and a half, obviously. But when you look at Pasternak's number, shots on goal, six, nine, four, six, four, seven, four, three, four, five. How many is that? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine out of ten games, he's had four shots or more in the postseason. Now he's in an elimination game. You know he's getting at least four. You just know. He's had five or more, one, two, three, four, five times out of the ten. Bergeron, who's at three, has had zero, six, seven, four, four, eight, two, four, two, five. So he's had three or more, really four or more, since he doesn't have any threes. One, two, two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, five and two, six and two. Seven, seven out of the ten, ten games. Again, an elimination game, there's no way. There, there, there's just no way those guys are not getting their shots on goal. Which one would I prefer? Pasternak does shoot a little bit more, but you need five to win. Bergeron, the, he's not getting at least three. So I, I guess I would go with Bergeron if I, if I had to choose one, but both are ideal. I would hold off on Pasternak. Maybe, just, maybe, just, maybe he comes down to three and a half, like minus 150 on FanDuel. I am getting some guys that are saying that, uh, you know, I had the guy on YouTube that said that he was in Michigan and they didn't have shots on goal. And then Larry uh, tweets in, you know, he's a trucker, our beautiful audience of the truckers, driving through Indiana. And they didn't have shots on goal in months in Indiana on FanDuel. Really? Now, I wonder, and I just tweeted back to him, is that just shots on goal? Or is it just any hockey props? Like, they have hockey prop for goals, assists, power play points. Is it just shots on goal? Or is it just all hockey props? And that would be kind of weird if it was just shots on goal. Then it would be because of us. Um, But, you know... I'd call up and see what's going on. Maybe it's a fluky little thing or something. I don't know why they wouldn't. All right, hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up, opposite picks. 